It's finally happened, people. Episode 71. Maggie Brensinger. Um, listen, this podcast means a lot to me. Um, Maggie deserves every ounce of recognition that she gets from the hard work that she has done. Um, Maggie is in some ways sort of, and I've said this before on the podcast, but she's like the, she was kind of like the guinea pig of per se of listening to the information that all of these people provide through the podcast from John Grayson, Dillinger, you know, Rick Stonebreaker across the board, taking bits and pieces from all these people and then taking that information and, and turning it into, um, a message to, to share with shooters. Maggie's the, the recipient of a lot of that information. Um, and you know, she has worked her tail off to be where she's at as a shooter, having the opportunity to go shoot in college, shoot barebone nonetheless. Mind blown. Um, I just want to say, enjoy this episode. There's definitely a level of, of personalism to this episode that you probably will never see ever again. Um, you know, but I'm just incredibly proud of this kid and I just want you guys to, um, enjoy this episode. Maggie, once again, job well done. Enjoy. I think then um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport. The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer III. You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes. I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you either. guys? Do you guys eat yet? I didn't eat Oh, that. you know, uh, I have some crunch berries. Oh, yeah. Grayson Parlow. It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should. That I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows. He's dropping all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring walking. And then that's what got that started. So. Live. Let me go to the other screen. Hold on one second. Boom. There. So I'm actually going to be live on the Facebook page and then I'm just going to share it to the group. So we'll wait for this live stream to, to kick off like we always do. Boy, has that weather changed now. I know. I love it. I love fall. I do too. I, I, admittedly, I do love, hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta move some windows around here. Um, yeah, I do too. I, I kind of like shooting outside right now because it's like not terribly cold at all, but it's still, um, you know, like cold enough to that you don't get like roasting hot when you're shooting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the weather's not sucking the life out of me. So it's actually, it's better practicing outside. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Like it is kind of miserable, like when it's super, super hot. There's yeah. You know, yep. <laughs> let me let me share this real quick to the Facebook group. Let this live feed build up a little bit. Hold on. 
I'm kind of a dinosaur when it comes to Facebook Live. So is there any way to see like who's watching on Zoom without being on Facebook or what? Like, <laughs> um, well, nobody's watching on Zoom. Um, they're all watching on Facebook. Hold on. Oh, okay. So it's not like free for everybody to join on Zoom. Just no. Uh-uh. The only people are, that can actually join, like if they wanted to join this, the Zoom calls um is our like patreon subscribers but because the podcasts are sort of you know not unannounced but you know they're sort of random Mm -hmm. most of the time they don't unless it's somebody they really really want to talk to um all right should i set the facebook up on my phone too uh -uh. if you want to i mean i can pull the i can if anybody like has any questions or whatever i can pull them up if you want to you can just make sure you keep it on mute yeah, I'll just let it go, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hold on one second. Just wanted to share it to the group quick. Typically, I go live, um, just go live in the group under like my own account, but I wanted to, um, your mom, she's a knucklehead. You should leave that in there so she sees it. Well, it's live, so everybody gets to see it. Oh. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the Facebook group. <laughs> you should just tell her we canceled it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I love you, Mom. Yeah um all right so let's get this let's get this show on the road oh no i gotta move my screens around uh no i don't need that that's fine hold on a second my mouse is like i think the battery's dying and when the battery dies like it doesn't want to work and it's a pain in the butt there we you go. should put new batteries in it well, it's not. It's a rechargeable one. See, look, it's fancy. It, it lights up and stuff. Wait, let me see if it works. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, maybe it doesn't light up. Oh, I'm clicking on things and it's probably not working. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, look. See? Look at Look, see it? Oh, it's fancy. Now it's green. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the batteries are dying. That's probably what it is. It's rechargeable. So anyway, all right, we're going to get started anyways. Hello, everyone. Got a couple of viewers online already. Um, like five. See, Maggie, show views are down already because you're just not bringing the, the, the fame and fortune to the podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, give me a so welcome to episode 71 everyone uh this podcast is way overdue i'm not gonna lie i it for the last few years avoided the conversation of doing a podcast with this child and and it wasn't it wasn't because you weren't worthy it was because you were still very new And I've watched way too many shooters be successful, go on a podcast, get all kinds of attention, and then have like a, a little more of a, of a, a a dip and a dive 
and because you know expectations set in and stuff like that so maybe i i was a little guarded of bringing you into that environment but i know now for sure without a shadow of a doubt that you are able to handle anything and everything that comes your way as your as your coach not as a podcast host podcast host as your coach and i think that this podcast is 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 actually overdue by quite some time but it's the right time because you're getting ready to go to represent our country i'm going to say that again you are going to represent our country in santiago chile shooting as a senior as a 17 year old so kudos for that you get like the virtual fist bump there you go um but we're gonna kind of go back to your archery beginnings because you started archery in the exact same manner that Mackenzie Brown did, who's one of our Olympic um, team members from years in the past. And, um, and it's, it's interesting to see that transition and talk about that transition. So, and, and, and also because you are very good with the kids, the kids from our team, cause you've started mentoring. I don't want to call you a coach yet. You started mentoring some of the shooters that we have. Um, and even the younger kids, like the little kids and stuff like that, like you are very good with, with working with new shooters and you have a natural ability for that. So, but oh. you've, you've experienced it. You were that little kid sort of. So how old were you when you first started archery and how did that start? So I guess it was when I was still shooting the NASPO. I think so. Yeah. It was probably like uh five years ago now because i'm a senior now i started in seventh grade so i was i was a little 12 year old i had my naspo i went to all the nas tournaments and it kind of picked up and i had been interested in archery for a really long time and i just wasn't old enough at the time to start it so when i went when i was old enough i i picked it up and honestly I just kind of fell in love with it you know it's it, it like the honeymoon phase was just so prolonged through through doing it and I was when NASP season ended I was kind of sad and then when it started up again the next year I was super excited and it just kind of got to the point where I just wanted to shoot all year round NASP or not you know so that's when I found GHA when we were still at the old building and I picked up Barebow and I started shooting that for a little bit. And I had my my little amateur Barebow for a while. Amateur Barebow? What? Yeah, like my little... Are, are you talking about the... Well, first of all, that that was it, a WNS Explorer. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's not an amateur riser. I mean, it's not a, it's not a top of the line, but it more is more than capable of shooting great scores. You did start with like galaxy limbs. So it, again, it's, it's beginner level equipment. You don't want to go out and drop, you know, five, 600 bucks, 700 bucks on a pair of limbs. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it, you quickly grasped what Barebow is about and applied a lot of, of the barebow than to the NASP. But I noticed as your coach, I noticed the separation start to happen. Um, 
you know, so let's let's just talk about it. so that transition from NAFS to Baribo is definitely you say it was pretty fluid. It's a pretty natural transition, but yeah. but you quickly realize like, oh, there's another level to this thing. You know, NASP was like kind of like cute and fun and you got to hang out with your school friends and stuff. And then then all of a sudden, I'll tell you who are like influential people in your bear boat, Tracy and Eric Yost. Because when you oh. first started, I know, aren't they just awesome people? But yeah. like when you first started, like you and Tracy, I swear, were like two peas in a pod. And then quickly you just you just you like embody what the bareboat community is about in some ways, but you've been a part of it since being young. So like it's cool to see you come through it. Um, so let's talk about that transition. Like what are some of the different things that you've noticed or you know, what is the things that you've noticed that have changed for you going from NASH to now the United States archery team as a barebow shooter? What, what's some of that transition like and, and how did it affect you? Definitely as far as tournaments go, like there's a ridiculously big difference between a NASH tournament and a like regular barebow tournament. Like one, it feels like NASP tournaments are a lot, like, a lot more serious in a way. Like, you you won't go to a, a regular tournament and the room is, like, dead silent, you know? Like, it's, it's almost kind of awkward. But, like, NASP tournaments are so quiet. And, like, one of the biggest parts about archery is, like, getting to talk to all your friends, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that shooting Barabo was kind of an eye-opener in the sense that, like, oh, I can be social. I can, I can talk to people. And, like, little, little me that shot the NASPO was, like, very socially uncomfortable. Like, not a big talker. Obviously, I've come a long way. But... Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> be quiet okay but it's it's definitely a lot more lax when you shoot a regular tournament there's a lot you have a lot more fun because there's there's a lot more people and it's not it's the vibe is just more lax it's not as serious yeah i think you're right i mean i think there's certain levels it gets pretty serious but even at I think even on the serious levels, I still say, I say to this day, I think one of the things that we in Barabo, one of the reasons we can be so sort of chill and, and, and like risk, because we all respect the level of difficulty. Like it's, it's just, it's hard. Barabo is hard for all of us. It doesn't matter how good you shoot. And I think we all appreciate that. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's where, that might be part of why the community is the way it is because we don't, we all get it. Like we all get the struggle. We all deal with the struggle. You know, it's not like Olympic recurve. It's not like compound. Like this is definitely, it's definitely a different atmosphere for sure. And yeah, that's, that's cool. So it's, it's cool to hear a high school kid say that, you know, seventh, seventh grade me was super socially awkward but then I got to high school and because of the barebow community in some ways it sort of brought you out of your shell a little bit and you know 
um, you know, maybe adds a little, a level of, um, you know, confidence, I, you know, you, yeah. you, you, like I am who I am and this is what happens and you know, it is what it is. Um, that's good. That, that's real good. So, so transition through awkward teenage years, Maggie, to, um, you're still awkward every once in a while, but that's between me and your mom and your dad. We all agree. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, let's talk about now you're working. You're going, oh, yeah. you, you, you did, you did a school change. We'll talk about that. That's something that coach and shooter Maggie talked about and it took some time, but we finally figured out, wow, this really does make sense. Um, you know, and then training life, like where, where are you at now in, in life? You don't have to tell people where you work, but you're working, you're working on your driver's license right now. You're training to go to Santiago. You're, um, you know, itching to shoot indoor. You're, you got school. So how, what is that? What does that look like for Maggie Brunsinger right now? Yes. Um, <laughs> but really, you just have to take it one thing at a time, like one part of your day at a time. I wake up at seven pretty much every day. Sometimes, sometimes I sleep in a little bit, but I wake up, I do school. I'm done school by like 11 or 12 at the latest, but I do homeschool. So like I'm online. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you transitioned from a local public school to an online school because it just, it, it's a little bit more flexible on the schedule. Oh yeah, definitely. And after school, um, depending on the day I'll go shoot, but most of the time I just kind of relax or, oh, I also go to the gym. I was just going to say, and you're going to the gym too. Also, depending on the day, depends if I'm lazy or not. And then you're, you're, you're super lucky because you have a good gym that's in town, like nearby. Yeah. It's like five minutes from my house. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now you're gonna have access to an archery range that's five minutes from your house too. Oh yeah. (laughs) St. Clair's becoming a hub. Um, Yeah. So yeah. All right. Keep going. And yeah, I, I either go to the gym or I shoot or I just chill for a couple hours until I go to work. And usually I work evenings and then longer shifts on weekends. Um, but really, you just have to take it one one hour, maybe even 30 minutes at a time. Because One hour at a time, one 30, 30 minutes at a time. That's funny. I mean, you're not wrong. You're, you're you're not wrong it's kind of like a tournament you got to take it one arrow at a time you know you can't yep. you can't uh you can't get ahead and you can't fall in the past um no that's good how many how many days a week are you working right now um three at the max um usually like four hours on weekdays and like i said longer hours on weekends 15 hours at the most maybe 16 yeah that's good that's good yeah that's a full week five days of school three or four days of training how however many days two or three days at the gym three days at work doesn't leave a whole lot of time to 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 just being a teenager at times right you have to make some sacrifices there huh 
sometimes I'll have like a, a free night and then I'll go hang out with my friends, but it'll be like later at night, like seven or eight. And then yeah. I won't get home until 10 or 11. Yeah. Just because like, that's, that's when my day ends. That's when I have free time. And like, I mean, all my other friends, they go to public school, so they're not done school until two thirty, three o'clock. So like, that's really the time when everybody's free. Yep. And maybe on like a Sunday, if I'm not shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Um, you know, it's, you need to, and I, and I know I've talked about this with your parents and I've talked to, you need to be a teenager. Like archery, um, as much as I know you love archery and, and, and I know where you have to be like dedicated to and what you, you know, and all that stuff, you still have to remember to be a kid. And I think sometimes um, some parents, and I'm not talking, obviously not talking about your parents, but like some parents and some kids even forget about that aspect of growing up. I know when I was a youth shooter, that's one thing that I forgot about is and, and one of the things that drove me out of competition archery as I forgot about just being a kid and I focused too much on the competition side. Um, and I think you and your parents um, have come an extremely long way, but like really do a good job of juggling those two things. So kudos to you, Trish and Mike, this, that goes out to you. You guys, you guys have done an excellent job. Um, so let's, let's, let's sort of fast forward and then take a step back. So you, and what I mean by that, so let's fast forward to Maggie, um, USAT member, United States R2 team member for juniors. Okay. That happens. And you worked your butt off to get there. No doubt. But we talked about this before we started recording. What is something, if you could go back to and talk to Maggie three years ago um, before pursuing USAT and pretend this is some kid that listens to this podcast or a coach that listens to this podcast and they end up passing it on to a kid. If somebody wants to pursue USAT, if you could go back and give them some advice or some tips, what would you give them? What would you tell them? Well, first and foremost, the most important part is just enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Don't rush it and don't focus on your scores too much. It's okay a little bit sometimes, but don't, it, it should just be fun. You know, like it granted being, a USA team member is it you have some responsibility that comes with it obviously sure. but just kind just enjoy it enjoy the journey enjoy you know the journey. it's a great statement enjoy the journey don't get caught up in it enjoy it um I think that's crucial for young competitors that enjoy the competition side because there's a very fine line between being competitive and enjoying the competition and, and worrying too much about scores. There's a very fine line there. Um, like you said, like, you know, don't, don't, don't focus on them too much. You still have to be aware of where you're at and what you need to do. But the, the hard part is pulling yourself back from that 
after you know what it is and say, okay, I got to cut share this. I just got to do this. I gotta just follow my process, put that bad boy in the middle, keep holding, finish a shot, whatever it is, you know, goes on up here. Um, and no, and that's, it's good. I'm glad you said that. Cause this year when we get to the classic, I'm going to be whispering that in your ear and, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Listen, did you watch the, did you watch the, um, or listen to the podcast from the push when you were shooting your, in the eliminations? I was sitting next to Zernzak and, and like, I couldn't even talk because I was watching you and I'm like, let's go. Like, you know, my heart, my heart was probably going more than yours was. And, uh, and Matt's like, you know, he's watching and he's like, Frank's, you know, like Frank, what's going on here? What's going on in her head? And I was like, you don't even want to know, but no, I didn't say that. He probably didn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but it was, it was, it, it was, it's pretty good. And, but you get to see, I kind of liked that that happened the way it did is because it shows the other side of it, you know, what the coaches go through and, you know, watching because you're, I mean, um, you're, you're more like a niece to me than you are a shooter. And thanks to your parents, because we've all gotten, we're very close, but we also like butt heads like the uncle and the niece too every once in a while and that's okay it's it is what it is um but you're you know it's 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 fun to reflect and look back on how far you've come um and all that you have accomplished and you know and i'm not i'm not pumping you full sunshine here you've earned every ounce of it and nothing to do with me has everything to do with you so like you know, wear that as a badge of honor, but realize always, when I always say it to you, there's a crap ton of work to be done. It never ends. Um, never, ever, ever ends. You know, especially if you want to continue to get better. We always talked about it. It's easy to get to the top. It's a hell of a lot harder to stay there. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, that's good. No, that's, 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 that's good stuff. And so you're going to Pan Am's. I mean, so you went from USAT for juniors to now USAT for seniors representing our country technically because you're representing as a senior shooting the Pan American games in Santiago, Chile. So this is your, is this your, this is your second time out of the country, Canada, you know, our Northern friends who won't, you know, we won't talk about them. Yeah. We're not talking about the Canadians. You know who I'm talking about. All um, of them. All, all of them. them. Um, but no, so this is your second time, but you're you're going to Santiago, Chile. Are you excited about that? You've got to be. Yes. I. One of my, like, dreams is to, like, travel all over the place. And South America, I know for a fact, is beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go. So, I mean... I think you're, you'd be insane not to be excited to go to a place Absolutely. so beautiful, you know? So you're still shooting. It's funny, everyone. We're sitting there practicing tonight, um, and a bunch of us were standing over shooting 18 meters. And this kid goes, gosh, I'm so jealous you guys are shooting 18 meters. I said, you're jealous. And Mike Nyer was standing behind me, and he was like, you're jealous because you're the one that's going to Chile. We're the ones that want to be in your shoes. I think I said that, actually. It's like I 100%. I mean, who doesn't want to go to South America? 
but you're standing there practicing in like fifth why well, it's probably like 60 something tonight i don't even know 60 degree weather and you're going to be going there and probably be shooting them like 80 or 90 i don't even know what the weather's like there it's probably going to be a lot warmer than what it is here when by the time you're down there that's for sure oh yeah <laughs> that's for sure um so you're still shooting 50 meters um you know practicing three four days a week doing work at you know at at home when you can't get to the range um practicing in the cold we don't have that texas weather down there we that all those people in texas get to practice outside all year long lucky yeah right i would love (laughs) i i don't know like i i think i like 50 meters more than i like 18 meters what about you what do you like which one do you like better I like being outside it's it's not as stuffy when you shoot outside like indoor tournaments are and I love them I love shooting 18 meters but like even like everywhere you go you just feel so like stuffy like everyone's like shoulder to shoulder with you Lancaster Archery Academy indoor fetus oh my goodness it's like just your shoulder to shoulder with people and it's 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 and it's three arrows is really fast compared to six, but those tournaments are feel like they take forever because it's you know two lines and people are tripping over each other, and that's every indoor tournament. It doesn't really change anymore, no matter where you go. You know, it's it definitely seems like it's 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 picked up some for sure. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's. I, I do. I, I'm excited for indoor season. I know you got to get, I know you want to shoot more indoor, but you got to get through Santiago first and, and shoot, uh, and shoot your heart out over there representing the USAT team and, and the country. Um, so let's talk about now. We're not, we don't, we're not going to just Maggie's going to shoot Archie in college at some point in time, somewhere. Correct. Correct. We're not, we're, we don't know details. We're not, you know, none of that stuff's available, but did you expect when you picked up a NASP bow that that would be a reality that you would be able to shoot archery in college? No, no. How, I, how old were you when it became a reality? Like, wow, this could actually happen still not a reality for me to be completely honest like I even when I was still shooting NAS I wasn't aware that you could get scholarship for shooting about like it's just so I'm grateful honestly like it's just it's nice to know that something I love doing is going to help me later in life yeah and it's not just something that's a like a liability in a sense like it's it's gonna it's gonna help me and I'm really grateful for that good I'm, I'm glad to hear that you should be you've worked hard to earn that opportunity so that you know uh, and recognizing that is, is, is a crucial part of, of growing up, you know, and maturing and stuff like that. Um, it's so there's, you know, your teammate and who's graduating this year, 
may also, there may be also an opportunity there for, for another shooter. I will tell you this, that as a coach, never in a million years did I think that kids that I would have the pleasure of working with and, and directing through their archery journey um, would end up having opportunities to go to college and shoot. Because when I was, when I was younger, it was sort of an unheard of thing. Unless you shot Olympic recurve, it didn't happen. I shot Olympic recurve, but by during that time I was, I was looking at basketball, playing basketball in college and not, and not archery. And it's, it's cool to me to see like how, how much incredible growth there has been all of archery in the collegiate level, um, let alone barebow now, because even that was unheard of probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. Barebow wasn't, barebow wasn't playing college archery. Barebow was wasn't playing. really playing at all, to be honest. No, like. Not at all. You're right. But now, now barebow's getting the same attention as compound Olympic recurve and, and the collegiate ranks. So for those of you out there, for you coaches, for you shooters, um, you know, shop owners, whatever, listen to me. There is a place for barebow kids to go to college and shoot archery, regardless of whether you get a scholarship or not. It is worth going and having someone cart your butt around the United States and compete in the sport. Go do it. If I had eligibility left, actually, I do have eligibility left. I got one year left. Oh, no, I'm not going back. To My wife would kill me. Um, <laughs> holy wood. Um, you could go, you can go and have someone, you know, literally pay most of your traveling fees, your food, your entry fees, help you get equipment and go shoot competitive archery. So, I mean, that's, that's just a, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer for sure. And I bet you you're excited about it. So are you junior? You're a junior this year, right? Or are you a senior? You know, you're a senior. Senior. That's right. I keep forgetting you're a senior. <laughs> I keep to me, you're still like a freshman in high school. So um, so you're gonna graduate this year. Um, and then next year be shooting so, for some college somewhere. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and, and it's it's neat to see too. Like you look at some of the other USAP members, like even on the Olympic recurve side, you know, like Casey Caulfield's now down at Texas A&M, her brother Connor's there. Um, some local kids we know, like Daniel Woody shoots for Cumberland's. Um, I'm trying to think of who else that, uh, what is her other, the other girl that shoots Cumberland's? I can't remember. She shot it um, Lancaster years ago, Joad. I think her last name's Newton. I can't remember her first name. Um there's but like there's local kids or kids from this Pennsylvania Maryland area that have gone so what's cool is is no matter where you go to when you go to compete you're going to know tons of kids that are shooting for these other college teams so you know that's that just it's it's so neat to see that community continue to thrive and the barebow kid I know the barebow kids that shoot for a bunch of the colleges like follow the barebow project because I talk to them at nationals they're like you know, they come up and introduce themselves. And, and uh, even at the classic, when we did the trophy shoot, I think, it was, I don't remember who was walking around with me taking video and we were talking to like all the college kids and stuff like that. So definitely, definitely an exciting time. Um, so when are you, is there going to be an announcement anytime about like where you're going to go to school? Do you know? 
is there like an official maybe sometime maybe this winter sometime or yeah probably this winter sometime cool awesome anything else you want to you want to talk about or anything we kind of covered everything rather quickly it was like quickest conversation oh that's right my watch is dead we're like 40 minutes into this bad boy anything else you want to wanted to talk about while you have the spotlight yeah i want to go back and talk about the like barebow as a whole growing a little okay. bit so like i it's really nice to see that in colleges Barbo has really grown that colleges have spots to fill and yeah. for Barbo and they're actually being filled and like it's being taken a little more seriously sure. I guess you could say because sometimes it can feel like shooting Barbo like we have the most fun but it can kind of feel like we're not taken too seriously in a way and like that's fine to me whatever like I don't care but it's it's nice to see that shooting barebow isn't just for fun it's also competitive and it's serious and it's being taken seriously on, at right. that level yeah 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 I, you know what I that's a it's a good point um and you see you know, and we've talked about this with some some schools who aren't really doing barebow yet, um, and and I think that that will change sooner or later. I think I still think that some of the reason that certain colleges aren't doing barebow is because the coaches don't know it, and I and I also think that that was part of why um, you know even on the local level, like the Joad level and stuff for years is like coaches didn't know it a lot of coaches still don't know it and and they it kind of like held barebow back and now like and there's more and more information's out there and more and more opportunity and understanding of barebow and you know how to set things up and how to do things i think you're starting to see that these programs are like oh my gosh like there's kids out there that could come shoot for our team and and in college it's all about podiums it's about points for your team that's that's what it's about. It's period. So if you can pull a kid who's going to pull a podium, like every single tournament you go to barebow or not, you're, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be sitting in a, in a good spot. Um, and it helps that uh, I was talking, I don't know if you've talked to Connor recently or seen him, Connor Caulfield, he's shooting barebow this year um, for Texas A&M. Like who would ever would have thought that Texas A&M was going to have anybody shooting barebow. You know, and I, I, I know JMU, James Madison University has barebow shooters. And, you know, there's a there's a ton of the bigger schools too that are also you know starting to hop on, but they haven't gone out that I know of and like and grabbed a kid that's shooting barebow. They're just taking like kids from their team and filling those voids to because barebow is such an unknown. I think that that's going to continue to change and evolve. I think that more and more kids who are like, you know, like just off the top of my head, like that Andrew Van Wy out, out in Phoenix, you know, you, um, Morgan that shoots for us. Um, 
Emily Rodriguez if she would go to school. Um, you know, Aaron and and all of those all of those kids, all all of the USAT kids and um and Abby and, and all those, they they're going to get a look. And I really want I want you kids and all of you kids that listen to this podcast, I want you to take it seriously, especially your junior and senior year. Take it seriously, but don't just take the shooting seriously. Take how you act on the line, off the line, online. How you act is important. Oh, don't. Don't yeah. even get me started. <laughs> hey, I listen, we're, we're all about being real here. We're just, we're just, we're, we're not shooting from the hip. We're just, we're being upfront. I was, I was going to be like, no, I don't, I shouldn't talk about like staying no, humble. I shouldn't talk about that. But since you started it, I'm going to talk about it. Because no, it's fine. It's fine. It's how you, it, how you present yourself all the time matters. And, and especially if you have aspirations of taking it to a higher level, you know, who knows what doors are going to open. Who knows what doors are going to move over for you? You're going to go to school for four years. You may end up working in the archery industry. I'm that's, I'm just throwing, I'm not saying that you want to do that. I'm just saying like, you know, they could be like, Hey, we need somebody to represent, you know, our, this part of our brand and you have a name for yourself, blah, blah, blah. You never know what's going to happen. Can anything can happen. Um, but like, I find that kids and you are definitely a, uh, an exception to the rule. Most of the time. Um, have don't they don't necessarily forecast into the future they don't think about like what 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 am I gonna do what am what am I doing now that may have an effect on me in five years ten years if you're a sophomore two three years down the road you know and that's if I could encourage coaches and parents and and youth shooters think about those things how you act on the line how you act off the line and everything and and coach is just the same like if you're and i'm i'm gonna be up front like if you're a coach and you act like a fool when when you're behind the shooting line there's kids on the shooting line you're not doing them any good and especially from a college recruitment standpoint don't act like a fool period um but anyway that's our little all right we you we went off on a, a little bit of a rant there we're not gonna we're not gonna dive any more into that topic yeah, I, anyway. I agree. It's like, that's another thing I would tell like kids who are shooting and really want to take it seriously, really want to make, make a name for themselves, you know, like it, you, you have to act like you are in a room full of like FBI agents like you, uh, I think that's like, like well, that's uh, I don't know if you have to go that far but I get what you're saying I can't think of like the right word but like well just act like you're a full adults that's all you right know, don't act like a fool like you know be nice like be practice nice. your line etiquette be nice to people go talk to say hi to people now like I know I wouldn't I'm not the one to really go and say hi and like because I'm just not that type of person but like you take it seriously when you are shooting because yeah. like it, you don't know 
you don't know who's watching you know like i'm not saying that to scare people but it's like no well just it's a little bit of personal accountability you yeah. know you have to control your emotions you have to control um you know realize that there's other people around you and that the way you talk and act may have a negative impact on some others um or unintentionally on people that you care about so just you know yeah i think i think it's a good lesson and and it those are those are it in in you and i have had those conversations throughout the years you know, about, you know, controlling your emotions. And, you know, I always talk about, uh, well, no, it's, and it's a natural thing. It goes for me as an adult. Sometimes like I let my emotions get the best of me when I'm shooting and stuff like that. It, it does happen now and again. Um, it's the hard part is turning that negative energy into positive energy and using it for good while you're shooting. That's the hard part. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's why that's one of the things that a lot of youth shooters struggle with is turning like those, that negative energy into positive energy. But um, that's no, that's a very good topic. And we could probably spend an entire show talking about some of that stuff, but it's, it's just, um, if it's, Hey man, if it, if it's in your heart and you want to talk about it, then that's what you do. And I think it, I think you Maggie represent the sport very well. I think that you have done an excellent job working your tail off to get to where you are and you deserve every ounce of what you've earned. Um, as your coach, I am proud of you. And I'm saying that for the world to hear because I probably don't say it enough, but I'm saying it to you now. You control your destiny. So do what you want with it. I'm just glad that it's been a good, a good journey for you and I've been a small part of it. So um, I think that's it. Yeah, small part. Santos says you rock mags. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw the um I put I, I think I think I put I left it in there. I put the a podcast with the cool redhead and barebo. The cool one? Yeah, well, you know, Paul Helms. <clears throat> little little shot, little shot below the belt, Paul. Little shot below the belt. Um just your your mom and dad were the only ones that commented. Only a couple other. We had like 15, 16 people watching. So it's all good though. It's all good in the hood. Um, thank you, Trish and Mike, for the comments and and being part of of everything and supporting everything. Santo, thanks for joining in, buddy. We appreciate you. Good luck in the deer woods, my friend. Um, any parting words, Mag, before we call it a call it a show? Stay humble. That's all I'm going to say. Stay humble. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, you keep training, everyone. Make sure you go check everything out on the Bearable Project. Follow us for episodes. This live feed will probably be up for maybe till tomorrow morning, and then it gets deleted and added and put into the show or into the the, the online, uh, the audio version, Spotify, and all that stuff. Don't forget... Um, December, Texas Archery, Advanced Barebow Seminar. Don't forget March um, out in Phoenix, Arizona with Pam Van Wyatt out at the um, um, Ben Avery Shooting Center. Um, soon coming up in October, mm, there'll probably be a podcast before this one, but the podcast coming up with Andy Neville um, and uh 
Chrissy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher her last name. Wapnarski, I think. Christy DW, that's what she is. She's Christy DW to me online. I had to ask her, like, how do you spell your last name when we were messaging the other day? Um, we're gonna that episode, you people do not want to miss because that episode is going to be like in-depth look from USA Archery judging standpoint in Barebow. So you definitely want to check that episode out. That's gonna be chock full of information. Maggie. What time is it? You need to go to bed. No, I'm just, you need to get, to, you need to get rest. You need to train tomorrow. I'm just playing. Um, good job, kid. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. That's it. Barrel project out.